Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. All right. Good morning. How are you guys? Man, I love this church. I was thinking about it this morning. I'm just, I thank God for you people a lot. We love, we love this church. We love you people. And we love that you're worshipers. I love pastoring a worshiping church. People that are hungry for God, they don't just come and stand there. They're like, give me, give me, give me, give me. So it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Give me more Jesus, amen? Well, um, I've been out of the pulpit for a few weeks. Thank you, Harmony and Rick and Adam for covering for me up here. We appreciate you guys so much. It's awesome to lead a church where we also have people that can get up here and and, uh, carry the mail, amen? So I did go back and I heard Adam's live, went back and listened to yours and listened to yours, Rick. So good job, you guys. Thank you very much. This is the time where I'm going to give you feedback. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in front of everyone, in front of everyone. No, you all, you guys did great. So, and uh, thank you, church, for letting us take a couple of weeks off. Um, my wife and I, on uh, July 19th, we sold our house and then we closed on our new house on August 6th. So we had this like interim period of homelessness. And uh, stayed with my dad a little bit, stayed with Emily's dad a little bit, and we're like, let's take a vacation in the middle. So took a, took a couple of weeks and went on vacation and did a lot of hiking, as we do. And, uh, and I have a couple of pictures I want to show, so, um, because they're awesome. Go ahead and put up that first one. So uh, this is Mount Sneffels. This is my daughter, Evie, coming up behind me here. Um, at the bottom of that coolar, um, uh, Emily and uh, Samantha Spaulding and, and Trinity were waiting, because Trinity wasn't... Uh, doing so well on this. This is, a, this is their, my kid's first class three, so we kind of let her just chill there. Evie summited, then we switched, and Emily summited. And so um, go, go, go ahead and go to the next one. And that's kind of looking up that same coolar. It was a fun, fun little hike there. And then last one on the summit. Boom. That is pretty. That is pretty. Um, I'm finding that, so Mount Sneffels is over near, near Telluride and Uray and all that stuff. I'm finding a lot of people around this area haven't been to this neck of the woods in Colorado. And I'm just saying, if you've never been to the San Juans, the San Gregorio Cristos, those, those, that part of the southwest um, of, of the state, you need to go. It's really, uh, it's really, really pretty. And I have a quick video I wanna show you too. We, we encountered a mudslide, so go ahead and show that video real quick. Well, maybe we can get as far as we can go right now. But I think we can pass right here. They won't let us. It rained a lot, and uh, we encountered several mudslides. So we we went over to Silverton. We're like, let's go to Silverton for a bit. And then we tried to come back, and the roads shut down because there's a mudslide. But really cool story. I got to minister to um, an Israeli who's um, touring the United States because we were stuck in Silverton and had to kill some time before they could clear the road. So divine appointments, that's awesome. God's always, even if you're on vacation, God's going to use you guys. So we're never really off the clock, you know what I'm saying? So, but um, we had a good time. Um, Yeah, we're just so blessed. Um, I don't know if you guys um, remember Rob and Robin Riggins, who a family that was part of this church. Um, My wife and I were looking at houses and we looked at a lot of houses. We put an offer on one, didn't get it. 
Um, and I was just sick of looking at houses. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do a new build because I'm tired of losing these bid wars with other people. And um, we wanted to put money down on this new house that would have been built in November. They wouldn't take our money up because they didn't have wood on, on site yet. And so the week we're supposed to put money down, we're like, take our money. We want, we're trying to give you this money to put down. And um, they wouldn't yet. And then this house comes up. And Emily's like, hey, do you want to look at this house? I'm like, I'm done looking at houses. I don't look at any more houses. And then I looked at the picture. I'm like, okay, let's go look at that house, you know? <laughs> and so on the way over there, our, our, our realtor, she goes, do you guys know Robin Robin Riggins? And we go, yeah, they go to our church. I'm like, well, this is their house that we're going to look at. So um, it was, we loved the house. It was amazing. And, and through relationship with them was actually, they gave us a little edge up on, you know, the uh, other competition. So gave us the inside scoop. So we were able to get it. We're in a new home now, and moving, moving sucks, okay? But new homes are great. Moving's not. So we're set for the next decade, so, okay. Anyway, we're back. Uh, today, we're beginning a, a new series called Whole, Body, Soul, and Spirit. We'll hang out here for a few weeks. Whole, Body, Soul, Spirit. Uh, you and I, we are made up of three parts. We have a body. We have our soul which is our mind, will, and emotions. And uh, we have a spirit, of course. Um, why are we made up of three parts? Well, because we're made in God's likeness and image, and God himself is made up of three parts. In fact, three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're made his image. Um, Adam read this verse last week, but Genesis 1, 26 to 27, it says that let us make man in our image and in our likeness, okay? So we're made in his in his likeness. God being three co-equal persons, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is what we call the Trinity. And these three dwell in perfect unity and perfect harmony. You don't have the Father doing this and Jesus over here doing that, you know. Some people think of God the Father as like the stoic one and Jesus is trying to love people and the Holy Spirit's trying to have a party. Like, listen, they're <laughs> they're one. Like, when the Holy Spirit does something, the, the, the Godhead is in, in unity with it, right? They're not fighting against one another. Okay, so um, they're in perfect unity. This is important. Um, the consequence for us of, of Adam and Eve's sin and, and through sin in the world is that through the ages, um, that, that effect has trickled down to mankind. And you and I, many times, and, and the world can live in a fractured state of triuneness, Okay. So we, we can live in a fractured state of triunius. Many people do. Um, here's the deal. When one part of our being is out of synchronization with the others, it affects the whole being, okay? And so the whole person suffers, and um, they're interconnected, and those parts of you influence one another. And so we want to live in harmony with one another, or the, the parts of our, um, of our being. We want to, those to live in harmony with one another. Now, let me give you an example. If my body is sick my soul suffers, my mind, will, and emotions suffer, and my spirit is ineffective because I can't step into what God has called me to do with my body, right? Um, if my soul, example two, if my soul is full of unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment, then actually your body can suffer. It has an effect on the rest of your being. Uh, Proverbs 14.30, it says this, a heart at peace gives life to the body. You know, we talk a lot about bodily stewardship to take vitamins, exercise, eat good food, get rest, those kind of things. But what if part of stewarding our bodies would be to have a heart that's at peace and to not have bitterness and resentment in our hearts because those things are killing us. Those things are hurting us. 
A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones, okay? Envy, resentment, bitterness, these things are, um, they're bad for your health, okay? Um, emotional stress and chaos uh, in, your, in your mind can manifest in your bodies. Any, any cardiologist, any doctor would know this. When you, many times people have heart issues, many times it's linked to the stress in their lives, the chaos in their lives, right? And you gotta get stress out of your life. Okay, um, if my spirit is not connected to Christ and salvation, I, I might live a long life here on earth, but if I don't connect with my creator, then I'm not going to fulfill my divine purpose. My soul and my body are going to miss out on the, God's divine purpose for my life planned from the, um, the foundations of the world. Okay, so God has a high interest in seeing to it that your whole being lives in synchronization. This is why we have to steward each of these parts of ourselves so that we can live in a, in a synchronized um, way. Okay, this is wholeness. Um, <clears throat> because God wants us to fulfill our callings. If you pull the rug out of one part of our being, you can make the whole person ineffective. Okay, so um, that's kind of, a broad, kind of a broad introduction to like what we're gonna be covering in the next few weeks. Um, but we're gonna hone in on some like micro-specific things and some, some relevant things. And so, for example, I actually want to take a few weeks. I want to talk about substance abuse. I want to talk about alcohol. I want to talk about marijuana. You know, we, we live in a state where marijuana is legal. Like, does the Bible have anything to say about that? You know, um, does it give us liberty in any of those areas? Let's talk about that. Um, alcohol, uh, we don't live in the South where it's like, it's not as legalistic here, you know. But what does the Bible have to say about consuming alcohol? So we're, we'll probably spend a whole message on that perhaps next week. So, um, and then, yeah, we'll just do some messages on how to optim optimize the triuneness of your being. That sounds super new agey. It's not, okay? We're <laughs> optimize the triuneness of your being. That should be our mission statement, you know? It sounds like so new agey. Listen, we preach the Bible up in here, okay? So just in case you're, in case you're wondering at this point. Okay, so... Um, <clears throat> This week, we're going to talk about a subject that everyone here can agree upon, okay? It's a subject we can all agree upon, and um, here we go. It's a doozy. You ready? We're going to talk about the ever-present subject of vaccinations. For real. I'm going there. I'm going there. Because why? Because we can all agree on the right thing to do with vaccinations, Okay. <laughs> There's no varying degrees of uh, no varying degrees of opinion within this subject. Okay, aren't you glad you came to church? Okay, um, <clears throat> I've actually been avoiding this subject for a long time um, because it's like, uh, well, number one, I don't want to get my information wrong. Those kind of things. I've been avoiding it for a long time, and, and it, it, it just didn't feel like the right time. Um, and then I was thinking about this and chewing out a little bit, and then it actually kind of came up in our staff meeting. And we had a really good conversation in our staff meeting concerning COVID-19, the COVID-19 vaccination. And so I think, there's some, um, I think there's some things that I can say up here that will actually benefit all of us concerning this. Um, okay, so... Um, I, I'm finally at a point where I believe I actually have something to say about it. Now, I'll say this. We are streaming to YouTube. There is a high probability, if you're watching on YouTube right now, there's a high probability this video will be taken down because the talking points 
have to be very specific. Like if you don't have the very right thing to say, like you're getting shut down and canceled and all that kind of stuff. And so, which is so weird. Um, It's so weird because it's through conversation and through trying things out that we develop opinions, right? You say things, you know, and normally a healthy adjusted adult is connected to other people. And you should be allowed to say something crazy, say something crazy. Like, I don't believe in most conspiracy theories. I find most, most conspiracy theories I find to be annoying. But I think people should be allowed to, to, like, believe in them and to talk about them and have them. Why? Because some of them actually turn out to be true, you know? And, and um, it's really through presenting an idea, and then you get some pushback from culture and friends are like, yeah, that's kind of crazy, you know? Like, that's how we form opinions. That's how things happen in this world. And it's a really bummer that if I don't have the exact talking points on a particular subject, that it would, it would be taken down. So um, this will probably be on our podcast. It might be taken down from YouTube. And I don't know if we need to find another streaming platform, an additional streaming platform. But anyway, it's the world we live in. I, I, it's so interesting that at the beginning of, at the beginning of you know, last year, you have the COVID-19 thing happening. And then you have President Trump, who's um, doing Operation Warp Speed, so he's fast-tracking a vaccination. And then you have people on the other side of the political spectrum like, I'm not taking it because it's Trump's vaccine. Like, I don't trust it. And then Biden becomes president, and now it's like flipped the other way around, where people are like, take the vaccine. And then people on the opposite side of the spectrum are like, you know, I'm not sure. So it's just interesting. The whole thing's super interesting. Okay, so I don't know where you're at with, with all of this, um, but just do me a favor today hear me out. Don't walk out of here if I don't echo your opinion, okay? That's not how you learn, right? You know how you learn is by hearing an opinion that's not yours, okay? So um, hear me out today. Don't shut me off. Whatever your position is, wherever you're at on this, okay? Um, First of all, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. Um, I'm not going to tell you whether you should or should not get vaccinated, okay? Um, I'm not going to tell you whether, specifically the COVID-19 vaccination. Um, Number one, most of you have already made up your mind, okay? You've probably done your research, you made up your mind, it's been a while. Uh, Number two, medicine is not my area of expertise. Uh, I'm a pastor, I'm not a medical professional. I don't presume to stand up here and know how to tell you to what you should or should not do, okay? Um, We do have medical experts within our congregation, doctors, nurses, PTs, chiropractors, those kind of people. Um, By the way, that group I just mentioned, there's not a consensus among them. There are varying opinions, even among the people I mentioned. But here's the deal. You have a doctor, you have the Holy Spirit, and you have a brain, okay? And so I think you're qualified. You're qualified to make this decision, okay? Um, I like science. I'm like, science is interesting to me. Certain things are interesting to me. But like biology and virology, and anatomy and those kind of things is my least type of, my least favorite type of science. Um, Kind of a funny story, but my wife was a a CNA for a while. She was going into nursing, she was was a CNA. And our friend, uh, Rob Lovett, who's who's on our our staff as well, um, which I don't think they're here. Um, Rob is an RN and he was going through school at the time to be an RN, so they're both nurses. And we go out to dinner and, you know, I'm eating food and I'm not like a, I'm not like a queasy person. Like I was a meat cutter. Blood doesn't really bother me. But like as you're putting food in your mouth, they're like talking about the most gross stories possible. And like, listen, guys, 
we could talk about this, but n- maybe not while I'm putting food in my mouth. Like, can we chill out? So, um, <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, I suppose if I had a higher interest in that particular science, I would maybe have a better opinion, but it's not even really interesting to me. Um, I'm interested in other parts of science. Um, but here's, so some of this is going to be my subjective pastoral opinion. Got it? Some of it is pastoral, subject pastoral opinion. If you don't like this whole sermon, throw it out. I don't care. You know what I mean? Here's what you can't throw. I'm going to share some Bible verses. You can't throw those out because those are scripture, okay? But my opinions, feel free to throw them out. I don't care. Okay. So um, in my opinion, in my opinion, vaccinations traditionally and in general have done the world a lot of good. Okay. Um, the, for example, there's the, the polio vaccination, the smallpox vaccination, horrendous diseases that have wreaked havoc on the world have by and large been eradicated from this planet because of smart people who have degrees and know how to do things. I think that's really cool. In fact, at the beginning of this pandemic, um, uh, we prayed. We're like, God, we're praying for a vaccine. We're praying, you know, we prayed. This is something we prayed for. So um, I love brilliant minds and I love people who figure out ways to solve problems. Okay, so in my opinion, by and large, the world is a better place because of it. But um, what about the COVID-19 vaccination? Um, Now, here's the deal. As a pastor, if I knew that something was either physically damaging to you or spiritually damaging to you, I would be obligated to get up here and talk about it. Okay, if I knew something had a a spiritual damaging um, effect on you or um, physically damaging effect on you, I would be obligated to get up and warn you about it. So is it physically damaging? Um, I don't know. I'm a pastor, okay? I, I can't tell you whether it's physically damaging. Is it spiritually damaging? Um, to answer that question, I'm going to say yes and no, okay? And I'll say for some, it could be. And then I'm going to let that statement just hang till the end of the message, and I'll circle back around to it, right? Is it spiritual damage? Yes and no. For some, it could be. Okay. So <clears throat> one of the reasons why I wanted to take a sermon and talk about this, is, this today is because I'm, I'm seeing two unhealthy reactions that I want to, to speak towards. Okay. Um, there's kind of two groups of people that I want to talk to. And these two groups in and of themselves, uh, I'm not calling these groups unhealthy, Um, But it's what some within those two groups are doing that I feel like is unhealthy, okay? So in general, you have two groups. You have your, and we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. You have your vaxxers and your anti-vaxxers, okay? And we're going to have you sit on each side, okay? Vaxxers, non-vaxxers. And then we're going to have a tug-of-war. No. And whoever wins... Okay. Um, I suppose there's a third group. There's the like, I'm going to wait and see if anyone grows like an extra appendage group. (laughs) See if you have a tick or something like that. And if in like five years, you're good, I'm going to, okay, you know, I'm kind of in that third group, to be honest. I'm like, okay, it is new. Um, You might be able to infer like the safety of of a drug, you know, based upon other drugs and different things. You might be able to infer the safety. But let's face it, there is no such thing as a 20 year study. Because it's new. That just doesn't exist no matter where you stand. There's no such thing as a 20-year study. So there's a third group. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but let's let, you know, a few hundred million more people be my guinea pig first, you know. So 
and I'm willing to let you be my guinea pig because I love you. <laughs> okay. So, again, there's those, those ger- generic two groups, vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. Um, uh, in general, I don't consider either one of those two groups unhealthy. It's just that some within those groups are pointing at the other group and judging and accusing and ridiculing the other group. Okay, that's actually what I see as unhealthy. Okay, so let me give you an example. Maybe you're against it. You're like, those vaxxers, they'll take anything the government says, hook, line, and sinker. They don't have any faith. They're not standing up for their rights, and they're not trusting God. Okay, I've seen a little bit of that happening, okay? Um, the other side, those, the pro-vaxxers, those anti-vaxxers are ignorant. They don't know anything. They're hicks. It's just a silly shot. This disease is needlessly spreading around and killing people because of their ignorance, okay? I want to suggest to you that if somebody had peace, they prayed about it, they had peace about getting it, that we, like, leave them alone and say, okay, you had peace about getting it. That's your choice. On the flip side of that, I want to suggest that if someone has peace about having pause or saying never, we just leave them alone and let them, let them do that, Okay and not criticize and ridicule one another, okay? I'm not saying we don't talk about it, um, but I am saying it's time to stop shaming people for the position that they have and the position they're in, amen? Okay, so come on, that's good. Um, In my opinion, issues like this fall squarely within the category of disputable matters, which is talked about in Romans 14, Okay, um, I'm not going to read Romans 14, but I will say this is your homework assignment. Go home and read Romans 14. And ask yourself if, um, if this kind of an issue can fall squarely within the category of a disputable matter. It's your homework assignment, okay? So here's the deal. If you've gotten it, um, if you haven't gotten it, don't belittle those who have. If you have gotten it, please don't guilt those who have not or are choosing to wait longer, okay? Uh, here's the deal. We have some pastors that have, and we have some that have not and will not. We have some overseers who have, but we have some that have not and will not. We have many in our congregation who have, and many have said that they have not and will not, okay? It's a a disputable matter. It's a matter of personal conscience, and I think that it's okay to let that play out. But because we're talking about our bodies and the influence that our bodies have on our soul and on our spirit and our destiny, um, I want to... um, talk about how we process and we make these kind of decisions. How do you decide? How do you decide if something's right for you or not? And I want to just give you a few scriptures today. These are the parts you can't refute, okay? Because I didn't make them up. How do you make decisions? How do Christians make decisions like this? Okay, let me give you a couple points. Point number one, realize that your body belongs to the Lord, okay? Your body, you don't belong to you. If you're a Christian, how many Christians we got in the room? All right. You don't belong to you. You belong to him. We belong to him. Okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says this. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I love that verse. Honor God with your bodies. And listen, maybe you're an anti-vaxxer and you're like, I think that's bad for me. But if you eat at McDonald's every day and never work out and have a really stressful life, there's some hypocrisy happening here, okay? I'm just saying, okay? Honor God with your physical being, not just with what you're not gonna do, okay? All right, 
Honor him with your physical being. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, uh, how do we make decisions like this? Don't forget to consult the great physician. We honor God with our bodies, and we also consult the great physician. And that actually kind of surprises me how many Christians don't consult the great physician. It's like, well, whatever they tell me to do, I'm, I'm going to go run and do it, okay? No, we're, we're, we're believers. We process things a little bit differently. Consult the great physician. Um, I mentioned that there are medical professionals that we can and should consult, but did you ask the Lord what to do? Did you ask, hey, God, should I do this or not? Um, in Second Chronicles 16, uh, Judah had a king named King Asa. He was one of the kings who started out well, as many of them did, um, tearing down idol worship uh, and serving the Lord. But he had, he had a weakness. Some of those um, high places of, of idol worship remained in the land. And it may have been the influence of maybe these high places and the, the idol worship happening that in a moment of national crisis, so he's having a moment of national crisis in his nation, that he turned to a human deliverer rather than relying on the Lord, okay? What he did is he paid, there was, he was being attacked by an army, he paid an, a foreign king out of the treasuries of the temple and his own treasuries to come and um, attack that king. And so he allied himself with a foreign king that God did not want him to ally himself with. Um, and then when he was confronted by the prophet for his misplaced um, allegiance, instead of repenting um, for failing to confer with the Lord, he gets mad at the prophet, throws the prophet in jail, and then abuses a lot of the people. And then it says this in 2 Chronicles 16, 12. It says this. In the 39th year of King Asa, um, in the 39th year of his reign, King Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Okay? God wanted him to seek him. He only sought help from the physicians and ignored God. Listen, I love physicians. I appreciate doctors. I appreciate medicine. I'd be dead if it weren't for medicine. Like when I was a little boy, I had asthma really bad. Um, medical technology saved my life. Um, I appreciate doctors. I appreciate medicine. They're a gift from God. James talks about every good and perfect gift comes from above, Father, from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow turning. So I think medicine is a gift. I love it. But sometimes God heals through um, divine intervention, and other times God heals through, through medical, through doctors and medicine. And sometimes it's a combination of both, okay? And so we need to, don't forget to consult the great physician. Any medical therapy, seek the Lord on it. God, should I, this, I have this thing going on. God, should I take this pill? God, this is having adverse effect on me. What do you want me to do? Should I maybe get a second opinion or a third opinion? How many, how many are glad they got second opinions or third opinions at times, right? So the Holy Spirit in you can lead you to make decisions like that. And here's what I want to say. When it comes to the vaccine, this particular vaccine, ask the Lord, number one, if you should get it, and if so, which one? If you should get it, and if so, which one? Um, just kind of a, again, this is my, personal ramblings of a, of a pastor, but um, I have several me, uh, family members who took the Moderna COVID-19 shot and did not do well, like had, had problems with the Moderna shot. Um, I have other family members who did well with the Pfizer shot and, and, and seemed like they would, did well. Again, I have, I'm just telling you where I'm at, I haven't been vaccinated yet, but um, our trip to Israel, I was fully planning on like 
This is what I have to do to get to Israel. I was fully planning on uh, getting vaccinated. And we've actually just had to postpone our trip because Israel's shutting down again, so, which stinks. Um, if you're going to Israel with me, I hope you read your email because I sent that out, you know. <laughs> I hope you didn't just find that out. <laughs> but our trip is now postponed. Um, but it was like, I, I personally, like, I'd like to wait longer. I don't really, I, I feel like I'm a healthy young ish person, you know, 40 years old, but I'm healthy. And, um, you know, from the standpoint of probability, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good for now. Um, but if I had to get it, which I was willing to, to go to Israel, I would have gotten the Pfizer shot. So that was something that I processed and prayed about and had peace about actually like, okay, Lord, I prayed about, and I, I'm not afraid of it. And I felt like that one was going to be the right one for me. Um, my, my, and so you need to pray about it, which, which if you should get it. And if so, which one? And I would have been very like specific about the one I would have gotten. Um, uh, my my great grandma, who was 96 years old this year, um, she took the Moderna shot, had a couple weeks, got COVID, recovered from COVID, got COVID again, and passed away this year. So this year, my my great grandma passed away, and so I did lose family members, uh, a family member because of COVID-19. But my faith in it is a little shaken because she was vaccinated before, before passing away. Um, which, by the way, I think it's kind of a strange thing when, when old people get to a certain age and they're just like, I'm done. I just want to go to, like, they want to die. I'm just tapping out. Like, I'm good. Like, I think I've seen it all and done what I wanted to do. Like, I'm done. So she was in that boat where she's like, I don't want to live any longer. So she didn't, she didn't care anyway, so... God love her. She's a feisty lady, too. <laughs> My whole family's feisty, by the way. Man, they are some, right, Emily? They're some tough people. Okay. So, ask the Lord if you should get it. If so, which one? Consult. Don't forget to consult the great physician. Um, don't just run out and do the first thing that, you know, people say to do. Um, we need Christians. We need to pray about different medical therapies, when, how, how long, what we should do. Pray about these things, okay? Okay, point number three, how do Christians make decisions like this? Point number three, do not give in to fear. Do not give in to fear. And listen, this could be fear on either, I'm not, I've not told anyone what you should do, whether you should or should not get it, okay? Don't, if you hear anything I say um, in this message, I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know what you should do. You should pray about it. But this could be fear to have to get vaccinated, or this could be fear of the vaccine. Maybe the vaccine's fine for some of you if you've prayed about it and have peace about it. It could be fear of the vaccine. I see fear on both sides of the issue there. Okay, fear was running rampant last year and still is this year. Whenever the media talks about uh, the numbers are kind of coming up again, all they, they, what they do, what do they do? They show these pictures of people in ICU beds. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible thing. We're the, we're, yes, that's happening and people have died and it is something we ought to take seriously and we've learned a lot more about it in the last year. But the fact is most people who get it, they're at home watching Netflix and they're just taking a week off. That's most people, honestly. You know, most people aren't in the ICU bed, although that is a serious thing. But that's what the news flash will show you. Don't give in to a spirit of fear. Follow the Holy Spirit. Do what he says to do, Okay. The spirit of fear is running rampant right now. Okay, 2 Timothy 1.17, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. 
So if you have one, I can tell you who didn't give it to you, right? <laughs> I can tell you who didn't give you a spirit of fear if you have one. God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, okay? Follow the Holy Spirit, follow the peace, be fully, and be fully convinced in your conviction, amen? Okay, um, and I'm getting close to the end here. And I just want to say the... Maybe if you're on the side of the vaxxer and you don't understand Christians, you don't. I just want to say um, that the mindset of Christians to have some pause of what we put in and on our bodies is actually a healthy thing. You, could, you should probably have that anyway, even if you're not a Christian. But the, the mindset to have just some sense of pause of like, do I want this in or on my body? is very healthy. If you read throughout the Bible, the Bible talks about people who were marked for different things. And, and it talks about being marked for Jesus. I want to be marked for Jesus, you know? And um, if you know anything about Bible prophecy, um, in Bible prophecy, it says in the last days, there's going to be an antichrist. And the antichrist, there's going to be something called the mark of the beast, okay? And some Christians were hypothesizing, is this the mark of the beast, you know? And I just want to say unequivocally, no, it's not the mark of the beast, okay? <laughs> yeah, you clap, I don't know. So it's not the mark of the beast, um, what is the mark of the beast? The Bible says that there there be a mark given to people, and it, whether, they can't buy, sell, or trade without this mark. And many Christians believe that that will include some type of microchip or something that's under your skin or on your in your forehead, a microchip. And yeah, it could potentially have history of medical history in it and vaccinations and those kind of things. And honestly, if I wasn't a Christian, I didn't understand that. You would think of something like the mark of the beast. You think of a, a currency that people can't steal. Seems like a good idea, you know? But if I didn't know from scripture the negative implications, I'm never putting anything on my body that is like that, you know? And so the, it's, um, because here's the deal. Um, I think the, the COVID-19 vaccination is a, a matter of conscience. I think it's a matter of what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But here's the deal. Something like the mark of the beast is not a matter of conscience. That's an explicit command, like do not, do not serve the beast and do not get this mark on you, okay? I just want you to know, um, you know, many Christians believe that the rapture will have taken place and we won't see any of this. And so, but just in case, if you're here, don't take the mark of the beast, okay? <laughs> Maybe I'm gone, I don't know. And you're here, I don't. You've been left behind, I don't know. But at any rate, you know, eschatology too, the uh, study of end times is, proven to be, uh, there's a lot of different ones out there. So if we're still here, when the mark of the beast happens, don't take it. It's explicit. It's not like, oh, I have a, I feel like it's okay. It's not okay. Okay. Um, but could this be a precursor to something like that? I don't think the people who invent, invented the drugs, or I don't believe in a conspiracy where they're trying to get us that direction, but could it be? Yeah. I mean, some people are being prevented from jobs and going certain places, buy, sell, trading, like there's some, kind of some implications there. I think it's healthy as Christians to have pause and to think about these things. I don't think it has anything to do with the mark of the beast, but I do think some people are paying attention. I think that's good. And we need to be thinking about the end times and eschatology and those kind of things, okay? I think it's a healthy Christian mindset to just have a little bit of pause when it comes to things we put in your body and on your body, okay? All right. All right, where am I at here? Okay, this one thing I do want to say, I have not made a case for or against vaccinations whatsoever. 
Um, but there is one thing I do have a staunch, hardcore opinion on, and that is this. I strongly believe that no one should be forced to take something that they don't want to take. I strongly believe that. Um, and, and even if you're a vaxxer, I hope you believe that too, that you shouldn't force people to take something that's violating their conscience. Um, that's not good. Like, we don't want to force you to have a medical procedure that you don't want to have. You know, in China, they, for years and years, they had the one-child policy. And if you had more than one child, you had to get an abortion. Like, not okay, right? So when it comes to things like this, it's important that we have our, our convictions about us and follow the Lord. I, I strongly believe that no one should be forced to do something that violates their conscience. I asked the question at the beginning of the message, is this spiritually damaging? Well, not damaging if, if your conscience says, don't get this, I'm not gonna say that your spirit is damaged, your damaged goods, but your, your conscience has been violated. If you do something that your conscience says no to, and this happens all the time, you do something that your, your morality and your conscience says no to do, you violated your conscience. That's, that's, it doesn't make you damaged in that sense, but it does mean that you, um, you have something to process with the Lord now. And God is merciful, God is gracious, God is forgiving. Like, he will help, with, help us with these kind of things. But I strongly believe that people whose conscience says no, need to, that conscience needs to be honored, okay? So here's what I'm gonna say. If you're adamantly opposed to, to forced vaccinations, and um, you don't want to get this particular one, and you need a religious exemption, uh, we want to provide you with that. And so, um, and so, and we've already done this in some cases. Um, it's actually helped people get in schools and different things like that. And so we want to make that available to you. Um, and so, but we're only doing this for members. If you're not a member of City Lights Church, we're only doing this for members. There are other churches out there that are providing them for anyone, but I want to just stick to members. How do you know if you're a member? Um, you've gone through the Belong class and you've, um, um, yeah, you've gone through the Belong class and, and become a member. So, um, by the way, the next Belong class is Sunday, September 12th. If you want to become a member, awesome. Um, we could do that. Um, I was, oh, and if you want, okay, if you want that, uh, uh, email info at citylights.church. So just email info at citylights.church. Give us your full name and uh, we'll check your membership and then we'll email you back. Um, a signed letter. Sound good? Okay, if you want that. Um, I was reluctant at first, and again, I haven't talked about this before. I was reluctant at first to make this available because I don't want our church, I don't want our, um, our perception, I don't want our, um, our reputation to be anti-science or anti-vaccination. That's not what I'm going for. Um, I don't want to be perceived as anti-science or anti-vaccination, but more than anything, I do want to be perceived as pro-freedom Okay, so I uh, finally was like, okay, I think this is a real thing people are struggling with, and a real thing where people are not wanting to get this, and I, if we can help you, I don't know if it'll help in every situation, but if it will help you, we want to give you a letter um, supporting your decision for a religious exemption from, from a vaccination. Does that sound good? Okay, cool. Nice. Um, all right. And then I'll kind of just conclude here with some, uh, some final considerations. Um, and this is kind of something we were talking about in our staff meeting. This is not for everyone, what I'm about to say, but I just, this is the musings of a pastor, if you will, okay? So I'm just thinking, of, thinking out loud up here, even though, it's wrote, even though I wrote it down. I'm still thinking out loud. I have found over the years of preaching that if it's in my notes, it's, I can stick to it, but like shooting from the hip has got me in trouble a few times. So I try not to shoot from the hip too much. 
But kind of a final consideration for everyone is this. Um, what if there are people who didn't necessarily want to get vaccinated, but for the sake of the gospel to reach other people, you did? Okay? What if it's like, you know, um, just give an example. There's a lot of parts of the world where you just can't go right now. But for the sake of the gospel, I don't want to get this, but I'm going to get this so that I can go reach these people. And maybe at your job, again, I'm not telling you what to do. Maybe at your job, it's not the hill you want to die on. Oh, the guy who is always bucking authority and doesn't want to comply with anything. You know, maybe that's not the reputation you want to have. Okay, so, uh, so maybe to reach other people, and, and we're talking with Rick. Is Rick Hood here? He's up in the balcony. Yeah, we were talking about this, and he has neighbors and different people he's trying to reach that are strong vaxxers. It's like, maybe to reach them, I should, because, you know, I've had peace about it. I'm just putting that out to you. This is what, look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 through 23. He says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by um, all possible means, I might save some. Okay, I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. And I just want to say, as a, as a church, we, we are City Lights Church. We want to shine light in our city. You need to process this stuff with the Holy Spirit and ask, is this a staunch, no, my body belongs to the Lord, and he's saying no? Or is it a disputable issue for you, and it's like, don't really want to, but for the sake of reaching people, I will. Okay, that's for you to pray about, to think about, and to um, possibly um, follow. So I just want to present that to you guys. And um, listen, at the end of the day, we support you. We support your decision. Um, I'm actually thankful that a vaccine does exist, even though I'm kind of pausing a little longer myself. So um, I eventually get it. If I was 70 years old and had pre-existing conditions, maybe I would get it. I don't know. So, but I'm just saying that to you guys. You follow the Holy Spirit in this. Ultimately, though, let's love one another. Okay. <laughs> Let's love one another. <clears throat> We're not going to shame or guilt people for their decision. Amen? All right. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to close, and then YouTube's going to shut this channel down. No. <laughs> All right. Father, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, for every person here, Lord. We live in these unprecedented time, Lord. Um, very complex. A lot of things we're processing as Christians, Lord. And I just, I just say as, as Christians, we have to bind together. We have to stay together. We have to support one another. We have to uphold one another, God. We just ask for a spirit, a bond of unity, a bond of love, a spirit of unity would remain in this place, Lord God, and that we would just be effective for your kingdom and your glory and your gospel. We love you, God. And thank you for today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, have a great week, you guys. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support, and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. 
We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.